0: what Christmas is all about? True, sure, Charlie Brown, I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night, and lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, the glory of the Lord so round about them. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward him. That's what what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. (laughs) Why should I read that for you when Linus can read it for us? My favorite clip, my family always jokes, so I have to show that at least once a year. And so here we are on Christmas Eve. I got it in before Christmas came. Friends, unprecedented. Unprecedented. You know, how often have we now heard that word used this year? Unprecedented. we probably heard it used an unprecedented amount of times. Unprecedented. You know, little more than a week ago, Dictionary.com announced that after the site Dictionary.com had named Pandemic their word of the year, the users of Dictionary.com, they elected unprecedented as the people's choice a word of 2020. Because with the pandemic and protests and a contentious presidential election and so much more, people have just been left grasping for a word to describe it. And unprecedented has emerged as almost a universal favorite. You know, I joke with Lee, I can't watch the news without hearing the word unprecedented at least once, if not many times. However, I want us to consider tonight, friends, that maybe we're using the word a little too loosely. You know, consider that in our desperation just to find an adjective to describe all the things this year that aren't supposed to have happened Maybe we've come to misapply and really just overuse this word unprecedented. You know, consider dictionary.com defines this word unprecedented as without previous instance, never before known or experienced, unparalleled. Now, while this year has unquestionably been difficult, and what we've experienced has been anything but ordinary, And many of these things we have not experienced in our own lifetimes are truly all the things that we're labeling as unprecedented. Are they truly unprecedented? If by definition it means something that has never, ever happened before. You know, and, and while these days are difficult and unexpected and frankly sometimes chaotic, Is it accurate to say that all the things we're experiencing and on which we're so quick to casually slap this label unprecedented? Are these things truly unprecedented, never before known and experienced? I mean, just one example with the COVID-19 pandemic, it's disrupted life. It's disrupted our life and the way that we know it. And in ways that are unrivaled, yes, in our own lifetime, But the 1918 flu killed 50 million worldwide, triggered lockdowns, shutdowns, mask wearing and social chaos. So as difficult and unexpected and tragic as is today's pandemic, is it truly unprecedented? Never before known or experienced? You know, interesting, the Old Testament book of Ecclesiastes contains the reflections of the preacher. Now, the preacher was most likely King Solomon and he was considered to be one of the wisest persons who ever lived. And having researched and reflected long and hard on these things, the preacher declares in the first chapter of Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verses 9 and 10, what has been is what will be. What has been done is what will be done. There's nothing new under the sun. Is there a thing of which it said, see, this is new? It's already been in the ages before us. You see, he goes on to argue that there's really true, there's very little in this world that's truly unprecedented. All this has happened before. All this will happen again. So friends, maybe, maybe we need to be a little bit more thoughtful, a little bit more thoughtful about where and how we apply this label of unprecedented. You know, maybe we should be a little bit more conservative when it comes to labeling all the news that we hear as unprecedented. Well, unless we come to Christmas. Friends, we have come to the one time in the year that you can freely and liberally use the word unprecedented. Because the news story that we heard tonight is the one truly unprecedented news story that you will ever hear. We heard Linus read for us in the message of the angels in Luke 2, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news News, unprecedented news, of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you, born this day in the city of David, is a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. These angels have shown up, friends, and they've given unprecedented news of great joy. News without previous instance, news never before known or experienced, and news absolutely unparalleled. The good and unprecedented news is that first Christmas a Savior was born. That is Christ the Lord. God Himself has come to save us. And friends, that, that right there is truly unprecedented news of great joy for all people. And what makes this news unprecedented, frankly, is that it is so unlike all the news that we're used to hearing. And it's so unlike the good advice that we're used to receiving. You know, we're used to good advice. We get it all the time. But what we hear here is not advice, but good news. You see, friends, we live in a world where where good religious advice is abundant. Religious advice about what we should or can do to make ourselves righteous and right before God is abundant whether it's five pillars of faith, four yogas, a noble eightfold path, or a life marked with repentance, deeds of justice, prayer, and devotion, we're used to hearing good religious advice. Advice about how we might reach God. How we might clean ourselves up so that we might become presentable to God. How we might save ourselves. Because as the Buddha himself said, no one saves us but ourselves. No one can And no one may. And as such, friends, the message of the angels is truly unprecedented. Because it's not more good advice about what we can do. It's good news about what God has done. Do you hear the difference? It's not good advice about what we have to do. It's good news, unprecedented news, about what God has done for us. Christ is born to save us. This evening, right before the message, we, we sang that new song that we've been learning this month. "O come all you unfaithful. And in some ways, the song is really a partner song to another carol we're going to sing in a little while. "O come all you faithful. It's a classic carol. However, just as many of you, you know, if not more of you might have you know, shown up feeling a little more resonant with this new song. Not everybody showed up here tonight feeling faithful, joyful, and triumphant, which is what we're going to sing. In fact, after this, this year, you might be feeling anything but faithful, triumphant, and joyful. Like Jacob reflected for us as he played that song and reminded us that it's been a hard year, and where is our hope in the midst of a hard year? So you might have shown up not feeling those things, but you might have said, wow, that invitation sounds like me. Come all you unfaithful. Come weak and unstable. Come and know you're not alone. Come barren and waiting ones, weary of praying. Come, see what your God has done. Christ is born for you. Friends, that's the invitation. And it's unprecedented good news. You see, what we find is that the gospel is unprecedented good news. Because it's not just news for those that have it all together. It's not just news for the joyful and the triumphant. It's news for you. And it's news for me. It's good news that Christ is born for you. Not after you have it all together. Not after you've heeded this advice or followed this path or kept these laws or practiced this way or cleaned yourself up to make yourself acceptable to God. The angels didn't announce good advice that you must do. He announced good news of what God has done. As we sang, see what your God has done. It's not about what you can do. It's not advice. It's good news. And friends, unprecedented good news because he's telling us they're telling us what God has done for us Christ is born you see because God looked and he knew our religion couldn't reach high enough he knew that our devotion would never be consistent enough he knew that our love is just not great enough so God reached down to us in Jesus Christ Jesus loves us enough to come and reach us exactly where we are. But the good news is that He loves us enough not to leave us there where He finds us. By His grace that's made possible by His death on the cross and His resurrection from the dead, Jesus offers us forgiveness, peace with God, freedom from sin and guilt, and a new life that begins with Him here and now and continues forevermore. This is good news of great joy. And friends, it's unbelievable precedented in the history of creation. Christ is born for you. And the only question is will you receive Him? But as you think about that, let me offer a disclaimer. The fine print. Count the cost before receiving this gift. Be forewarned because Christ is no average Christmas gift. He, he's not a Christmas gift that you receive and you just put him on the shelf alongside all of your other Christmas gifts. This is an unprecedented gift. It's a gift so good that it makes all your other gifts look like rubbish. It's a gift so good that you're going to make room for it. And you're going to find yourself wanting to clear out all of your other things to make room in your life for this one gift. It's a gift so unprecedented it will utterly ruin you for every other gift and good that exists in this world. You cannot receive the unprecedented and incredible gift of Jesus and not be changed by Him. But maybe that's exactly what you're looking for. Maybe that's exactly what you're hoping for. Someone, something, It's finally going to change your life. Are you ready to receive Him? Because I promise you, Christ is unprecedented. Better news is never going to come. A better offer will never be made. And a better gift can never be received. Christ is born for you. And if you're ready to receive Him tonight to make this an unprecedented Christmas celebration, speak to me after the service. Or if you're watching the live stream, contact me through the church website, chestnutstreetbaptist.org contact. I'd love to talk with you. I'd love to pray with you. And I'd love for you to receive this gift as your own. And church, friends, you who have already received this gift, remember as you have freely received, especially this time of the year, so freely give. This is unprecedented good news of great joy for all people. So go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Christ is born. And more than that, born for you. Will this unprecedented news be your news this Christmas season? Let's pray together. Father, thank you. In a year when we're labeling everything as unprecedented, thank you for the truly unprecedented, unparalleled news that Christ is born. Christ is born for us. And Father, may this good news become our news. And may we who have this news be faithful to share until the whole world hears the whole world knows and the whole world joins us in singing and celebrating that Christ is born for us. In his name we ask. Amen. Friends, we come to the time of our service where we're going to sing some candles by carol, some carols by candlelight. How about we do it that way? So We will have people who will come and light from the Christ candle and pass the flame to you. And when it comes time to put out your candles, we ask that you not remove your masks and blow out the candles rather. Put out your candles this way. There you go. Our little Christmas elf is demonstrating how to put out your candles with the tins that are provided so that you don't need to blow. Okay, that's enough of the Christmas elf. But friends, let's stand together. And let's sing of Christ who is born for you.